You are listening to The Vibrant Life Podcast, Episode 10. The Vibrant Life. Hey you, welcome to The Vibrant Life Podcast. I'm Emily Romrell and... We made it to 10 episodes, people. I'm super stoked. It's been an awesome journey so far doing the podcast for you guys, and there's only bigger and better things ahead. So just want to take a second and thank all of you guys for listening and spending a little time with me every week. I have a real treat for you guys today. I decided I wanted to celebrate, and every 10th episode, I'm going to be interviewing someone who I think has a unique perspective on what it means to live a vibrant life. And today you're going to hear from one of my favorite people of all time, my sister and one of my closest friends, Kimberly Romrell. Kimberly is passionate about people. She loves helping people grow their ideas, learning their stories, where they come from, and their culture. She loves travel, service, and self-development. Honestly, peeps, Kimberly is amazing and you're going to learn a lot from her today. I asked her for one of her favorite quotes to share, and she actually gave me a couple. They're all amazing, so just going to do a quick rundown of those. The first one is from Napoleon Hill, and it goes, Patience, persistence, and perspiration make an unbeatable combination for success. Hashtag truth on that. (laughs) And then a couple Brene Brown quotes. Kimberly and I are close for a lot of reasons, but we really bonded over Brene Brown because that lady is amazing also. And the first Brene Brown quote is, loving ourselves through the process of owning our story is the bravest thing we will ever do. And then the second one by Brene Brown is, you either walk inside your story and own it, or you stand outside your story and hustle for your worthiness, which is pretty powerful. So without further ado, I'm going to jump into our conversation. And here's what the vibrant life means to Kimberly Romrell. Alrighty. So I'm super excited that you're willing to do this with me. <laughs> I'm glad you're excited. I am too. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're literally like one of my favorite people and you know me as well as anyone else knows me. So I feel like kicking off the first interview on the podcast, there couldn't be really a better person than that. I am honored. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I know I kind of sent you a little bit of like pre-questions, but this whole podcast, like when I do interviews, it's really just about what does the vibrant life mean to you and like your perspective. Yeah. And, uh, so, uh, just kind of getting into the, just to get to know you a little bit. Um, what was something that maybe people don't know about you? Like maybe is there something that I don't know about you that maybe people who know you well <laughs> might not know about you? Oh man, I feel like I'm an open book. So, and especially with you yeah. because we've known each other since I was born. <laughs> um, I, oh man, something that you don't know or people don't know, I, you, you already know this, so this isn't as good an example, sure. but, um, I love being creative and I know you talked about that previously on your part podcast while wow, podcast, That's good. <laughs> um, but I like to paint. I'm not a professional by any means, but I think it's super fun and, you know, it's kind of cool to get ideas mm-hmm. and just express yourself and kind of see how you can make something have emotion yeah. that is not necessarily a living, breathing thing. So yeah, I love that about yeah. you too. And you are a pretty good painter too. Thank you. Yeah, I, know. I paid yeah. her to say that. No. <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, I think being creative, everyone, like I talked about in my previous podcast, is like, it, it can be through painting and like traditional things or other yeah. things, but every person is creative. So definitely, I love that. And one thing that I appreciate appreciate about you and me both is we're both single women. Mm-hmm. And we've kind of talked about that in depth because we just talk about all the yes. single women relationships. <laughs> but also, um, I think you know like the, the joys and the pains that come from that. And we're both members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yep. And there's certain expectations, I think, when sure. you're born in the church about getting married. Yes. And I know you just recently were released as a Relief Society president in a uh-huh. singles ward. So I feel like you have a lot of, of perspective on maybe how people that are single, especially women in the church who are single, are feeling right now. Yeah. So um, just kind of to start us off, like, how, how would you describe yourself as like a single member of the church? Well, first of all, single. All you fellows out there, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, this is something we've talked about in depth, and I want to just preface everything by saying like I wouldn't change my life to be Mm -hmm. different than it is however I think like innately we have this longing for connection Mm -hmm. and I think that there's all different kinds of connection we have a connection as sisters you know we have friends acquaintances coworkers, whatever but there's something unique to be said about having like a partner in life Mm -hmm. that you just completely rely on that you choose to love and um sometimes you choose friends to love too like (laughs) there's all those things in relationships but I think that there's like something deep in us that just wants that that unique connection of a partner yeah And, um, so I'm 31 and growing up in a culture that has a lot of emphasis on eternal families and members, uh, or sorry, marriage, I think has definitely been something that you just kind of assume is going to happen as soon as you're in college, you're freshman year, and you meet your knight in shining armor, and then all of a sudden, yeah. like, your life falls into place, and that's just kind of, like, the, I think, it's idea that yeah. you're kind of given as a young woman or as a youth, and then the life happens in reality check, like, mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily happen, and I had an amazing college experience, and I had a great I've had a great life where having been single, I know I've been given the opportunity to do a lot of things that I wouldn't have been able to do if I was in a married family situation. I've been able to travel. I've been able to do humanitarian trips and um, even just serving in the church as a single person, I think has given me a lot of perspective. And um, I loved recently... You know, our church does a a general conference twice a year Mm -hmm. where the leaders of the church kind of speak to us globally. And they even pointed out that over half the members of the church, adult members of the church, are single. Yeah. And I think that when you are single, you kind of feel (laughs) like I'm the only one. So I'm grateful to know, like, I'm really not the only one. Right. And um, that there is joy to be found in life even while you're working towards that next I love step. That. Yeah. So I think every season has its joy wherever you're at. Yeah, yeah. I think you, you can make it what it can be, right? Mm-hmm. Find fulfillment in anything. Yeah, that's funny. I actually was 
um, I went to this float spa place, <laughs> yes. which it's kind of fun for all those of you who don't know. It's like a, it's a sensory de- deprivation tank where it's like really good for meditation and to kind of just kind of get your body reset. But afterwards I was sitting in the like waiting room when this lady was there and she's like, Oh, how are you doing? And I'm like, we kind of like chit chatted. She's like, so do you have any kids? And I'm like, no, I'm single, never married. And she's like, Oh, I have five. I'm so jealous of you. <laughs> and, um, you know, we kind of talked and she's like, you know, I just wish I was had more free time that I could just make my own choices. And I was like, well, you know, it's a double sword for double edged sword for wherever you're at. Right. Cause I do have a lot of freedom, like you were saying right. to like live my life, but also she has her sweet kids that cuddle with her and right. that family life that I think we all want as well. So it's I think just... as women, we always want the hair that we don't have, right? right. <laughs> like, I'm straight hair and I want curly hair, reverse that. It's the same kind of with our family situations. Like maybe, oh man, I just want to be married. I just want kids. And then when you have kids, I've had married friends tell me too, like, oh, I'm so jealous of your single life. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you don't even know, like you're so blessed. And so <laughs> I think it really is like, we just find joy in our own circumstances and make yeah. the most of the life that we are I given. Yeah, you know? totally. And then, especially with COVID going on too, like I know everyone is just craving connection. Yeah. You know, I think we crave that anyway, but just in the last year plus since the world has been turned upside down with COVID. Definitely. Like, what are some ways that you feel like you've been able to connect with people or ways that you've maybe felt isolated? Like, how's that been for you? Well, I think, you know, specifically speaking as like a single person or, you know, even married, I think the first it's so easy, even without a pandemic, to isolate yourself, mm-hmm. to have moments when you're like, oh, I'm just lonely or whatever. And I think regardless of the situation, and obviously a pandemic does make those more extreme, um, you you have to put in the effort to make those connections. And I, I personally find that a lot through service. Mm-hmm. I love people. People are kind of my favorite thing. And so finding ways to connect with people, even social distancing, whether that's through dropping cookies off at your neighbor's house or, um, you know, like finding ways to serve. We have a, the, the church has a great site called Just Serve that gives you mm-hmm. opportunities to find different ways you can help around your community. And I also think that um, just finding people mm-hmm. To kind of have in your corner. Yeah. I, I'm a big Brene Brown fan. <laughs> Me too. And not just her, other people yeah. have really talked about like you need, you know, your one inch square yeah. of people that you have in your corner. And so I think you just need to, whether that's your sister or, you know, just close friends, maybe they're not the role of a spouse or a partner, but they're just, they're people you can rely on. Yeah. I love that. And one thing I admire about you too is like you really have built a pretty good social circle in your life as a single person, I think, which is something I have friends and I do that too, but I'm more of a homebody, I think, Mm -hmm. than you are. Yeah. So like as a single person, like, do you have any tips on like connecting with people and building a social life? Um, we have talked about this before, Mm -hmm. but there is, I think it's, we bought a zoo. Is that movie Uh where it talks about like 30 seconds of insane courage. Is that the right movie? I think so. Yeah. Um, I think for me, I, like I mentioned, I love people and I feel like I'm kind of, I've been called an ambivert or ambivert, however <laughs> yeah. you say it, right? So yeah. like, there's a times that like, I totally get energy from people and then there's times that I just need my own space mm-hmm. and I'm very 50, 50 on that. I feel yeah. like, 
And so um, people are important for me to kind of have energy. And so sometimes it just takes like those 30 seconds of insane courage to just talk to someone new, yeah. whether that's in a church meeting or in the grocery store or asking someone their opinion while you're buying a cute outfit or something like you never know um, who it is that's going to maybe connect with you. And I think just talking to people, like just mm-hmm. making the effort um, to do that, which can be intimidating and scary, but like, just knowing what you need and then yeah. like not being scared to try to I love that find you know figure out ways to make and it it's good to be like that you're vulnerable that way too because um, it's funny because we are very similar in a lot of ways but I'm mm-hmm. definitely I think more uh, not necessarily shy but I'm less outgoing than you are mm-hmm. and I know that you have this like go get it attitude like if I want to go do something I'm going to do it if I want it something done I'm going to get it done and like where do you think that comes from. I want to give some credit to our mom because I think you're more like our dad and I'm more like our mom. Yeah. And so I think a little bit of it is in my genes. Um, growing up, I know our mom loves to just redecorate and um, there's been many nights when we've painted our house, changing it up a little, freshening it up. We have like this joke that the walls are an extra inch <laughs> thick because of all the layers of paint. Yeah. And my mom is just, like, our mom is just someone who can't let a project sit. Like, yeah. it's just, like, something that should take three days we have to do in a day because we just can't let it be there. Uh-huh. And I'm kind of like that, too. I think that's just kind of been ingrained to me a little bit from her. Um, but I also am, I think that that's something that I've developed over time. Mm-hmm. I think that part of that is my personality, but part of it is just having learned a lot about success and personal development and those are both things I know we've mm-hmm. are both passionate about and um so part of that drive I think just comes from learning about like the life that I want and like how I can approach going yeah, after it I love that and you have had a lot of leadership experience like I know we've worked together in a lot of different work settings mm-hmm. and um you're actually my boss at one point which was <laughs> great you're a good boss and but you just definitely have that leadership style where you can encourage people but be like hey this is what I need you to do and I need you to get it done which I appreciate about you thank so, you um I need to work on my assertiveness skills sometimes <laughs> you know there's you different know? roles for different reasons and right. there are things you connect on and do better than me in a lot of ways. Um, well, I appreciate that. And, um, you know, going back to like the main focus of this podcast, which is the vibrant life, I kind of just want to talk to you a little bit about personal development and like what that means to you. Um, so just kind of like when you think about things, like if you could turn back time and think about your 18 year old self and like what challenges you've had, like what advice would you give to your 18 year old self that you wish you had known then? Um, two things okay. come to mind. So the first one is slow down. Mm-hmm. I also, as you said, have the personality that's just like, go, go, go. And we've been told in the previous work setting, Emily's like a steady 35 <laughs> and I go a hundred miles and then I burn and then I like have to reach. Yeah. Um, and so I think a little bit of 
of that would be to like take the time to really appreciate the stages that you're in Mm -hmm. and be willing to slow down and appreciate the moment because I think sometimes I personally am just like go 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 I gotta get done like I find myself in grocery stores like I'm the fast walker behind the grocery (laughs) cart like going around people and like (laughs) weaving through the lanes because I'm just like I have to get this done um which has its good things definitely (laughs) but there are moments when it's nice to stop and smell the roses right I'm definitely a rose smeller. (laughs) That's one thing that we are like on a little bit opposite ends of the spectrum. Like I'm definitely a person who will take their time and just not worry so much about getting things done, which, (laughs) which means that I usually have like five projects that are halfway done and not finished where you are better at getting things finished than I am. That's so so funny. (laughs) The second thing, um, going back to my girl, Brene, Mm -hmm. love her. She has this quote that is says, loving ourselves through the process of owning our story is the bravest thing we will ever do. Yeah. And I think I would tell my 18-year-old self to be a lot more loving. Yeah. And we're so critical of ourselves. I'm still critical of myself mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And I think I've worked on that a lot over the last decade yeah. of my <laughs> life, right? That... Yeah. Um has really helped me to try to, that has helped me find more joy, especially as a single woman Right. where I need to love myself. And sometimes when you maybe have those thoughts of I'm unlovable right? when it comes to being single or whatever in life, like love yourself through your journey and like owning your own story. And I think I that, that there's a lot of things that 18 year old Kim could benefit mm-hmm. <laughs> from that. Yeah, I agree. I, we have many siblings or six of us kids uh-huh. and you're plus my, you're smack dab in the middle. So yes. you're the Oreo in our cookie of a family. I'm the best part. You're the best part. <laughs> but um, I've talked to some of our other siblings too, and I kind of give this advice because like in your 20s, I felt like I just had to have life figured out, right? Mm-hmm. You just feel like, oh my gosh, I'm 25 and I don't know what I'm going to be and I'm not married and yeah. I don't have my finances necessarily figured out and I just feel like I'm not doing as well. And I spoke, especially like in the church, I think there's a lot of high expectations of what you should be and what Mm -hmm. you should do. But now I think in my thirties, my advice is, you know, like again, slow down. Like no one has it figured out completely. We're all just doing the best we the best that we can. And that's okay. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. The older I get, the more I know that no one really knows what they're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Some more than others, but yeah, everyone is just doing the best they can. And I think that's good to remember. Um, so this is kind of like a really big question, but kind of thinking about a vibrant life, like what is the most important thing that you think you've learned so far in your 31 years of life and what was your life before you were, had learned it? And what is your life since you've learned it? That is a big question. That is a huge question. Um, honestly, I think going back to kind of something that I'm really passionate about in general, is just people uh-huh. and through my life as I've gotten to know more people and have been exposed to more cultures as I've traveled and different things, that everyone has a story and that we often are so quick to judge or to have opinions on a person based on maybe a very brief interaction when we don't really know the whole picture. And so I think maybe like the most important thing I learned is like everyone has a story and be willing to learn their story and then allow that story to help you love them. I love that. And you know me, I'm a huge story person. Yes, you are. You're great. I, I love writing. I love reading and stories. And I think that is 
really insightful to think about the stories that people have that we might not give them credit for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even just like your own story, I think we need to give ourselves credit for that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So like, what would, what was your life before you had thought maybe everyone has their story? How has that affected your life? I think I was um, kind of blind to the power of humanity. Mm-hmm. And I think when you're growing up, you're very sheltered. You know, you're kind of, your world consists of the block that you live on and your friends <laughs> and your school. And, and that's okay. Yeah. That's yeah. your life no, at that good. point. And then as you get older, um, I think that I was just kind of blind to the power that we as a human race and as people and individuals have. And um, now kind of knowing and being exposed to that more, I think that people are really just so amazing and have mm-hmm. so much potential and power. And that if we um, can just like not be too quick to judge, to just be more kind, to be more um, willing to learn from people, then it will help us yeah. see the world how it's really supposed to be. And like I a, agree. a better perspective of everything. Yeah. You are a wise woman. I think that's good. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And I know that we've all had different hurdles in life and like part of having a vibrant life is growing and learning from our struggles. Yeah. Can you think of a time that maybe you had a hard time that you overcame and like what helped you to overcome that struggle? Uh, there are many, many things. <laughs> um, Maybe like a simple, not necessarily simple, but one that kind of comes to mind is, so I served a mission for our church mm-hmm. when I was 22 and, um, we, I was called to the Minnesota Minneapolis mission, which I first was a little disappointed about. <laughs> I hate the cold. I hate the snow. <laughs> and I was kind of like, what? <laughs> And then I also was called to be a Spanish missionary, which in my brain didn't make sense. Like, why would you move to Minnesota, (laughs) first of all? Um, But in the process of preparing for that mission and then just learning Spanish in general, for whatever reason, was really difficult for me. And I've usually been, like, a pretty good student. Studies weren't necessarily really hard. Like, I I did really well in school. And um, for whatever reason, Spanish just didn't click in my brain. And when I was in the MTC, both of my companions, I was in a a three-person companionship. And um, we, they both just kind of excelled. And I just always felt like I was behind. And again, like, young Kim, I'm like, let yourself just have this moment. (laughs) But... Um, I think that I was really hard on myself and I expect a lot of myself. And so it kind of was this spiral a little bit of being really hard and judgmental against like, and comparing myself to other people. And, um, when you are preparing for a mission, you go to this training center and you stay for a period of time, kind of depending on where you're going and if you have to learn a language and what language that is. And so I was in the training center for nine weeks, which in perspective, again, <laughs> is not very long to no, learn a whole new language, yeah. right? So, um, but you just have this idea yeah. of like, I'm going to be the best Spanish speaker <laughs> and I'm going to be able to communicate yeah. and you're so like, your heart is so in it and... Then I got to the mission field and had an appointment my first day and this lady was speaking to me and I had no idea what she was saying. (laughs) And I had my very broken Spanish that I was trying to communicate to and was so embarrassed. And I think anyone who's learning another language as an adult, it's just a a unique experience. But um, that is something that I think 
was a, a weight that was really kind of diminishing yeah. the power of that what it could have been. And mm-hmm. eventually I learned Spanish and I communicated and, you know, things all worked out. And I still didn't say, like, I am the most expert Spanish speaker. But I did learn it and mm-hmm. overcame that. And it took a while, but it definitely was something that... Um, having gone through that process and now like in hindsight, right, you look Mm -hmm. back and you see, I did accomplish something really crazy in a short amount of time. And now I have access to a whole other set of people that I couldn't have communicated with until now or then. And And I love the Hispanic culture. They're so warm and, Mm -hmm. and everything. I, I try to speak Spanish. We always laugh because uh, (laughs) I know lots of words. I took Spanish in high school, so my vocabulary is good, but my actual speaking is not great. (laughs) And, um, but I love that story you told me the other day of like you were just driving in your car and there was this lady and her daughter that were trying to uh, like move a dresser or something. You want to tell that really quick? So <laughs> I I was driving down the street and this mom and daughter were carrying like a bookcase across this it was state street and it was this big busy street and they were trying and it looked very cumbersome and hard and <laughs> I, I pulled over and just said hey can I help you and so I was able to put that in my car and we they were not very far away and I, I took it over to them but um they didn't speak English and so I was able to ask them and communicate with them can I help you and where do you live <laughs> and getting directions and stuff like that so yeah just a, a brief little experience with um, blessings of learning. Yeah. The, it was so language. funny because you're like, told me when you were relating the story to me, you're like, can I help you? And the woman was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> she was so grateful for your help. Yeah. I don't you know, know how long they were carrying that either. And it just, <laughs> it looked like it was very awkward mm-hmm. and a little bit difficult, yeah. but yeah, I'm That's glad something I help them. that I really love about you is like, you look for those everyday opportunities to serve people. I know it's kind of maybe a small example, but that's something that is from your everyday life where you helped someone and you looked for that opportunity. And I think that means more than you realize to find those opportunities to help people. And you wouldn't have been able to communicate with them if you hadn't known Spanish. Yeah, no, I'm grateful for that. And I think service... We have been kind of raised by parents who service is yeah. like, uh, has always been a big emphasis and a big priority. And I think that's something that has just truly blessed our family and blessed our life. And I find a lot of purpose and mm-hmm. joy in serving, whether that's, you know, with our church or just in small examples like that. Yeah, I think yeah. that's where you can find purpose. That's true. I totally agree. Our parents are really good examples of that. And yeah. all of my siblings as well. I feel like our family, not to brag, <laughs> but I think we do try to serve those around us, which is great. Yeah. So kind of just to wrap up kind of some, um, just a couple last questions. What makes you feel inspired or like your best self? Like not a big answer, just something that may be small that makes you feel inspired. Um, I think that there's a lot of, oh man, that's like an, an a small question, question, but like, yeah, there, there's a lot of things I feel inspired. I feel really inspired by music. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm constantly listening to music. Um, I feel inspired by my relationships and the people that I know. Um, and also just my faith, I think probably yeah. is the most, the biggest one. I feel, um, most inspired when I have that connection with God and, and feel that presence in my life. I love that. And, um, if you had a billboard, like on the side of the road, <laughs> what would you want it to say? What would it be? Oh man. Your message to humanity. Is my message by. to humanity. <laughs> um, 
Hmm, I think I would have them say... Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> I'm glad you asked this because I was joking. I was laughing at my answer to this. So okay. um, my billboard to humanity would say, be kind so you don't have to rewind. Oh, I love that. <laughs> uh, you know, kindness is huge. I mean, everyone yeah. says that, but really it's the answer, I think, to most things. Yeah. You don't have to agree with everyone, but if you're kind... You don't have to rewind. Right, <laughs> you exactly. don't have to backstep and worry about things. You I know? mean, I have you some know? times where I feel like I wish I would have, again, slowed down just a little uh-huh. bit to be able to interpret a situation a little bit where I could have been kinder and um, not had to rewind. <laughs> so, well, that's. I think that's a really good message. And um, just kind of, if you could step into my shoes, is there a question that you would have liked me to ask that I haven't asked? Hmm, you have some really good questions. I think um, it's okay if the answer is no. I can't think of something off the top of my head. I think you had really good questions. Sweet. Is there anything that you've always wanted to tell me but that you haven't? I don't know. We're pretty close, but. I pretty much tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just that you look great today. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, one thing that you might not know about me is I don't feel like a girly girl. Like <laughs> I, I do. I mean, I try to look nice and I try to do things, but you can really, nice. uh, she, she teases me sometimes. She's like, you always have that nineties hair that you switch <laughs> Which through. Which we're nineties kids. Yeah, we're nineties so, kids. So, you know. But so like, she's been helping me to like learn some different ways to do my hair, which I appreciate. <laughs> Crushing so, it. Thank you. Um, what does a vibrant life mean to you? I love the, I love this as your theme and I love the word vibrant. When I think of that word, kind of what comes to mind is just something bright, something, um, bold maybe. Mm -hmm. And so I think living my best vibrant life is living my brightest and bold, not necessarily in an aggressive way, but like that I'm not afraid, you know, like being bold and, and being a light that hopefully encourages other people to shine as well. Yeah. I think you are accomplishing that. Thank you. That's very kind. (laughs) And you're not, I mean, this is a question, I guess, for anyone, but do you have anything that you'd like to promote to people online or anything that you'd want to say to listeners, like kind of as an ending note? Um, Or where people would want to find you? I don't know if you have anything that you have going on like that, but. I think, again, just, you know, be, be willing to slow down and just like get to know the person and just be willing to own your story and be willing to learn other people's stories. And, um, I think that really all of us just need people. We need each other. And Mm -hmm. there's a lot going on in the world, whether that's caused from a pandemic or racism or, um, you know, there's financial things that are happening or whatever the struggles are in life. I think we can always find joy and we can still find light and happiness if we find the good in other people and be that good for other people. And, um, you know, maybe just take a pause and make sure your mind is in the right place before <laughs> entering a situation. Be kind so you don't have to yeah. rewind. <laughs> there you go. Yep. That's great advice. Well, I really appreciate you being on the podcast. It means a lot to me. And who knows, maybe you'll come back again. <laughs> if you'll have me. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. All righty. Are you guys in love with Kimberly Romrell now? I am. Of course, I'm her sister, so I've always loved her. But... As we've gotten older, we truly are pretty much best friends, and I really appreciate Kimberly and her thoughts today. I hope that you guys got as much out of it as I did, 
And um, if you're enjoying the podcast, one quick plug, I would really appreciate a review on iTunes. I'm trying to grow this community and get the message out to as many people as possible. So if you could take a few minutes and leave a quick review, that will really be awesome. And I hope you guys all have a fantastic week. Live the vibrant life. Thank you.